Amen. There are three types of people in this world. Number one, those who make things happen. Number two, those who watch things happen. And number three, those who have no idea what's happening. Come on. Come on. I'm preaching to one of y'all, amen, this morning. Amen. Somebody, I don't know which group you're in, amen, but uh, amen. Come on. Don't call no. You ain't got to call nobody. Look straight ahead, amen. And don't elbow nobody. Amen. We'll have an altar call at the end. Don't worry. And as followers of Christ, we are called to be world changers. Amen? But in order for us to be world changers, we got to know some things. we got to understand some things. And, and so you don't have to turn there, but uh, 1 Chronicles chapter number 12, verse number 32, the Bible tells us about, amen, the children of Issachar. And this is what it says in that verse. And the children of Issachar, which were men that had understanding of the times, to know what Israel ought to do. They understood the times, and they knew what to do. Amen. And so we need some world changers, I believe, in the church world today who understand and can discern the times and the seasons that we're in spiritually. Amen. That can discern where we are. Amen. In God's prophetic calendar. Amen. That they can know uh, and understand that there is a job and there is something that we, uh, as each and every one of us as individuals in the body of Christ, uh, amen, have a job to do and have a function to perform. Amen. In the body of Christ this morning, uh, amen, and to be a world changer, amen, and to turn this world, let me go ahead and say right side up, amen. We're going to read about some men, amen, Acts chapter number 17, amen, it's going to be described as men who turned the world upside down, but I'm here to tell you this, the world is already upside down. This world is already messed up. Amen. And what we need is not people, uh, amen, that can, uh, amen, just go along with what's going along and just sit back. Amen. Those that uh, are just going to watch somebody else, amen, work in the kingdom of God. Not those that have no idea what's even going on or what to do or where to go. But we need some men and women of God, uh, amen, who will stand up in these last days, uh, who be men and women of Issachar, amen, who know the times uh, and know what to do, amen, and that will turn this upside down world back right side up. Amen. Acts chapter number 17. We're going to read verses 1 through 6. Now when they had passed through Amphipolis and Apollonia, they came to Thessalonica where, the, where was a synagogue of the Jews. Verse 2. And Paul, as his manner was, went in unto them and three Sabbath days reasoned with them out of the scriptures. Verse 3. Opening and alleging that Christ must needs have suffered and risen again from the dead. And that this Jesus, whom I preach unto you, is Christ. Verse 4. Institute. And then consorted with Paul and Silas, and of the devout Greeks a great multitude. And of the chief women, not a few. Verse 5. But the Jews which believed not, moved with envy took unto them certain lewd fellows of the baser sort. Now, that's King James Version for bad guys, right? Bad dudes. These aren't, these aren't good guys, right? And gathered a company and set all the city in an uproar and assaulted the house of Jason and sought to bring them out to the people. Verse 6, 
And when they had found them not, they drew Jason and certain brethren unto the rulers of the city, crying, These that have turned the world upside down are come hither also. Amen. Let's pray this morning. Dear Heavenly Father, God, as we come to this point of the service and we come to your word, God, we just thank you that your word, God, will go out. It will accomplish what you sent it out to do. We've already read it. We've already proclaimed it this morning. God, it won't return back void, God, today. And we ask you, Lord God, just to help me for a few minutes, God, this morning. Preach the message you've laid upon my heart to preach today. God, and I uh, ask you, Lord God, to hide me behind the cross of Jesus Christ as I do so. And I ask it in Jesus' name. Somebody shout amen back at me. Praise the Lord. We need, in this last day, we need some world changers. We need some people who are going to turn, amen, this upside down world back right side up. And so I began to think about it as I was studying through this lesson, studying through, amen, this chapter, amen. There was a couple things that kind of jumped out to me. Amen, about Paul and Silas. And so as we start this message this morning, I want to I talk to you about three characteristics of a world changer. Three characteristics of a world changer. We're going to talk about courage, we're going to talk about conviction, and we're going to talk about commitment. We're going to talk about courage, conviction, and commitment. Number one, let's talk about courage. Amen. As we look at Paul and Silas in the scriptures, you understand Paul and Silas, if you back up, amen, to, uh, to the previous chapter there, they had just come out of a place called Philippi where they had preached the gospel. And as they did so, amen, there was uh, a young lady that followed them around who was possessed with the spirit of divination. And they, amen, as she followed them around for several days, she kept saying, oh, man, follow these guys because these guys know the way, amen, to heaven. They're teaching you the right thing. And, uh, but Paul knew something wasn't right in this young lady's life. And so finally one day he turns around and says, you know, in the name of Jesus, you know, you evil spirit come out of her. And the Bible says it did that very hour. Well, the problem with this was, amen, that uh, there were certain men in that area of Philippi who was making money off of this young lady who was, amen, supposedly foretelling the future through divination and those kind of things. And so, amen, Paul and Silas, amen, got in trouble. They get arrested. All these things are taking place, amen, in life. And eventually they get run out of town. Amen. They make their way, amen, through, as we read through, amen, the first part of this, uh, this chapter here, Amphipolis and Apollonia, amen, and they come to a place called Thessalonica, amen, it's uh, where we get uh, the, the, the writing in the New Testament uh, of Thessalonians, First and Second Thessalonians, as Paul writing to this church in Thessalonica, amen, and so they find themselves, amen, in this place, and as it tells us here, as the manner of Paul was, amen, every time he entered into a new place and entered into a new city, the first thing that he would do was go to the synagogue and begin to preach the gospel. Amen. And, and he would did this for three weeks. For so, so for three Sundays in a row, if you will, maybe Saturdays back then, right? But you understand what I'm saying. Three Sabbaths in a row, he would go and he would preach, amen, the gospel of Jesus Christ, amen, to these people. Amen. Everywhere that he went, I mean, he was following the command of his Lord Jesus Christ. It said to the Jews first and then to the Greeks. And so, amen, he was, he was trying to bring the word of God, amen, to those that were there in that place. Uh, amen. But every time, amen, he would go and every time he would preach, persecution would follow. Somebody eventually got upset. 
Somebody got mad about the gospel, amen, being preached, uh, amen. But, you know, it, it doesn't seem like, I mean, after all the things that Paul had been through, amen, in, in his previous uh, uh, adventures and his previous uh, journeys, amen, in the churches and the places that he had gone, I mean, after all the persecution, after being run out of town, I mean, after, amen, maybe his life even being uh, on the line at different times, amen, in his ministry, amen, Paul still had the courage, uh, amen, to walk into that town. Amen. Walk straight into the church house uh, and begin to preach the truth of the gospel of Jesus Christ. He had some courage in his life. Amen. He wasn't, amen, afraid, amen, to, amen, to speak the gospel. He wasn't afraid to preach what God, amen, placed upon his heart. Amen. And, uh, amen, he repeated this process over and over and over again. The first thing he does is go preach when he knows what it's going to bring. And so for you and I, I mean, if we're going to be world changers, and if we're going to turn this crazy world back right side up, uh, amen, we've got to be willing to have some courage uh, and some boldness in our lives, amen, to let the gospel of Jesus Christ, uh, amen, to come through us. Amen, we've got to be willing, amen, to speak up when others are silent. There's too many churches, too many pastors, amen, too many, too many people, Christians in this world today who are being silent, sitting back, uh, and going along with the status quo of this world and the things that are happening around us uh, and not speaking up for the truth of the gospel. I read, a, I read another one this morning, amen, as I was getting ready, amen, to come to church this morning. Another, amen, musician, another singer, amen, in the Christian, uh, amen, circles, amen, that, uh, amen, the story, I hadn't read the whole story yet, but uh, according to this, amen, they, they began to go back on some of the truths of the gospel, amen, of Jesus Christ, and, and they wouldn't stand up for the truth. We got too many today that won't do that. Amen. We need men and women of Issachar. Amen. Uh, they're like the men and women of Issachar who know the times and know what to do and have the courage to stand up and speak when nobody else will. We need the courage to stand up when others are backing down. We need the courage to advance when others are retreating. And we need the courage to keep going when we're faced with persecution. Because I'm going to tell you, ladies and gentlemen, amen, I, I wish I could stand up here this morning and tell you that things are going to get better, this world's going to change, and amen, life's just going to be uh, uh, so much better, and uh, things are going to just, uh, amen, be so much better for Christians across this, uh, this nation and this world, but I, I can't promise you that, and I won't promise you that because it's not true. It's going to get worse. Amen. It's going to get worse and worse and worse. And eventually it's going to come to the point, amen, where we start facing some of this persecution that people in other countries are facing today and have been facing for a long time. We may face some of the persecution that Paul and Silas and Peter and, and uh, James and, and all of those, amen, that we read about in the Word of God had to face in their lives, amen. And the question is going to be, is there enough of the presence of God that we sang about just a minute ago? Is there enough of the Spirit of God that is inside of us, amen, that is going to give us the strength and the boldness to stand up with courage, amen, and speak up, uh, amen, when God says speak up and to stand up when God says stand up? The question is going to be, amen, who are going to be the ones, uh, amen, who are, stand who are making things happen, uh, amen, who are going to be the ones that are watching other people make things happen, and who are going to be the ones that are still sitting around going, I have no idea what's happening. Come on. Where are we going to be? Amen. When this thing comes down, I mean, I, I want to I encourage you with this. I mean, God, I mean, the Word of God, amen, speaking to Joshua, amen, in the Old Testament there, amen, God, uh, amen, told him, he said, just be very courageous. Be bold. 
Amen. Be strong. Amen. In the Lord. Why? He said, how can, how could Joshua be strong? How could he be bold? How could he be courageous in what he was going to have to do? He was the one that was tasked with leading the children of Israel into the promised land and facing, amen, Og of Bashan, amen, and King of uh, Sihon and all those giants and all those armies and all those other nations. Uh, amen. How could he have the courage uh, to lead a little army, amen, of Israelites against, uh, amen, so many great kings and so many great uh, nations in the, in the promised land. It was because God told him, I will be with you. Because my presence will be, amen, with you. You can have that courage and you can have that boldness to stand up, amen, and be what I've called you to be. Number two, conviction. You see, Paul and Silas, they knew what they believed. And they believed it, right? Amen. They knew what they believed. They knew why they believed it, and they were convinced of who Jesus was and what he was able to do in their lives. Totally convinced. I mean, there was no doubts in their minds. I mean, could you imagine? I mean, one of the great proofs of the resurrection, one of the great proofs that Jesus Christ actually rose from the grave and was who he says he, he was and is who he says he is, is the disciples who became the apostles after his death, burial, and resurrection. Because it would have been very easy if they knew that Jesus was not who he said he was and that he was not risen from the grave. It would have been very easy for them to just go off into, amen, an unknown country somewhere, amen, and just, right, change my name, witness protection program, <laughs> right? It would have been very easy to renounce their faith. And say, I don't, you know, we follow this guy, but don't, don't count him with me. Or don't count me with him because, uh, you know, I don't want any of that persecution stuff. I mean, y'all hanging people upside down, you're crucifying them. I mean, you're stoning them, you're boiling them all. I don't want nothing to do with that. I mean, can you imagine? Why would the apostles go through the persecution that they had to go through if they didn't believe in their hearts that Jesus Christ was who he says he was and did what he said he did? Amen. That is one of the greatest proofs of the gospel of Jesus Christ and the resurrection of Jesus Christ from the grave. Amen. As those men and those women in the early church, amen, who stood for their faith in Christ, amen, regardless of the persecution and the things that they suffered. And the reason why they could do that is because of the conviction that they had in their heart that Christ was real and that Jesus was the Messiah, and that he was risen from the grave, amen. And they, amen, they proclaimed it, amen, with boldness, as we just said. So turning the world upside down for us this morning, we got to know in whom we've believed. And we got to know why we believe what we believe. And we got to be ready to give a defense for the hope that is in us. We've got to be willing to share, amen, the conviction of the gospel of Jesus Christ that is in our lives and in our hearts with anybody, amen, that is willing to listen to us, regardless of the persecution, regardless of the stuff, amen, that comes our way. Number three, commitment. You see, Paul and Silas just didn't preach one time and then hope it stuck, right? They preached time after time after time. Paul went into the synagogue, as we said, for three Sabbaths, amen. He would preach in this area, amen, to see, amen, how would the people respond to the gospel message? How would they respond, amen, to the teaching and the preaching of God's word? And he followed the commandment, I believe, of our Lord Jesus Christ, who had told them, when you come into a city, amen, grant it peace. When you enter into a house, grant it peace. 
Amen. Speak the word of God. Teach. Preach. Deliver the message that I've laid upon your hearts. If they receive it, amen, receive them. If not, if they refuse to accept your message and they refuse to accept the gospel, he said, dust off your feet. Shake the dust off your feet and move on to the next place. Because God said, I've got somebody down the road who's willing to hear the gospel of Jesus Christ. Uh, amen. We've got to be willing to do the same thing. We've got to be committed, uh, amen, to every single day of our lives. Because every one of y'all come in contact, every one of me, I do myself, every one of us come in contact, amen, with people, amen, every single day who are lost and dying and on their way to a devil's hell. And the only person, the only people that is going to stop them, uh, amen, from going down that path and going off the edge of the cliff, uh, amen, is Christian men and women like me and you who are willing, uh, amen, to be committed, uh, amen, to what God has called us to do, amen, and give them the gospel of Jesus Christ. Here's the thing. Let me ask you this, this morning. How many people have you witnessed to this week? I'm not looking up. How many people have we witnessed to this week? Do we have the courage? Do we have the conviction? Do we have the commitment that we need Amen, to be, amen, witnesses for Jesus Christ, amen, and to lift up the gospel, amen, of Jesus Christ. We've got to be willing to keep going no matter what comes our way. In fact, amen, as the Bible tells us, the disciples and the apostles, they actually got excited when they faced persecution because they were willing to suffer, amen, a little bit, amen, for Jesus Christ. I mean, we don't suffer anything near what Jesus Christ went, for, went through for us. Amen. And sometimes, amen, when the fire gets hot and the persecution gets tough or the rejection's there, I mean, the first time somebody rejects us, we just give up, right? Amen. You ever done that? And I have. Well, I can't talk to that person. I mean, you don't ever know. Amen. Just keep shining your light and keep, uh, amen, being what God has called you to be. Amen. And let the light of Jesus Christ, amen, penetrate their hearts and lives. Amen. But we got to be willing and we got to be committed and we got to be uh, a stand uh, in boldness and courage, as we talked about here. Amen. To be able to be those world changers and make an impact for the kingdom of God. I believe that this morning. So I want to talk to you about this making an impact. Making an impact. Amen. I'll talk to you about a couple things this morning. Number one, how do we make an impact for the kingdom of God? Number one, we make an impact by living out your Christianity every day. Living out your Christianity every day. Look at this. Uh, I think uh, Kendall's able to put this up this morning. There's a quote here, amen, uh, that goes along with this when it says this. When a stone is dropped into a lake... It quickly disappears from sight, but its impact leaves behind a series of ripples that broaden and reach across the water. In the same way, the impact of one life lived for Christ will leave behind an influence for good that will reach the lives of many others. Think about that. Anybody ever thrown a rock into a lake? I mean, I know y'all have. Or into a pond. We call them ponds, right? You throw a rocket to the pond, you see it, right? You see the ripples begin to come out and go. And, amen. It, it, it's what he's saying is that just that one little thing, that one little rock can make such an impact on that entire surface of water of that pond or that lake. And I remember, amen, when Tapped and I were younger, we had a, amen, I think I've told uh, Kelly about this. I mean, we had an, uh, an old 1442 G3 John boat, 25-horse Tahatsu on the back of it. Amen. It was revved up and ready to go, right? Nah. Amen, we weren't going that fast. Amen, we would go out sometimes, amen, to, 
I mean, the main part of the river there, and we, you get up next to the bank, I mean, where those treetops are down in the water, and you find you a brim bed. Amen. You begin to fish for brim. Amen. And, uh, amen, it's so nice and it's so peaceful. Amen. You got the little, I don't know what they are, 10-pound mushroom weights or whatever they are, anchors, amen, out there, one on the front, one in the back, and everything's just, everything's going good. And all of a sudden, you hear it coming down, amen, from three miles away. Somebody comes by with a 200 horse, amen, V20, I don't know what this thing is, hey man, it's a blur going by down the middle of the river, now they, hey man, they didn't do anything intentionally, amen, but I know, you know, when you're in a little 14 foot, amen, John boat, amen, you go ahead, when you hear that boat go by, you start grabbing the sides, right, <laughs> You start bracing because you know something's about to happen, and you feel it. It starts coming, amen, and before you know it, uh, amen, that thing's rocking, and you're doing this, and uh, anchors are coming up out of the water, amen, things are happening. You say, my goodness, what is going on? You know somebody's been by. Somebody made an impact. Amen, somebody let somebody else know, amen, that they were alive, that they had something in their hearts and lives. Uh, amen, I wish, amen, we as men and women of God today, amen, would, uh, as we go through life and go through the day, amen, that we would make an impact, amen, on somebody's life, uh, amen, that we would cast a wake, uh, amen, of the Holy Spirit, uh, amen, when we pass by their lives, amen, so they feel something in us. Amen? That we can make an impact in them and let them know that there is something in us, amen, that does not, uh, amen, uh, originate in us, but it is the power, amen, of Jesus Christ in us. We're going to think about, amen, these that we've lost recently. Think of the lives. I mean, I, I know the sadness and I know the sorrow and I know the grief that we feel for those that have passed on. But I begin to think about how many lives, I think Brother Ben and I talked about this the other day, how many lives has Cody Cobb touched? That funeral home was packed when I was there, and I wasn't there the whole time. That funeral home was packed. There were people standing up in the back when I left. The band said they had to bring in chairs for people to sit down. There were still people standing along the wall on each side. I mean, it's a tragedy. It is. And it, and it hurts to see loved ones and young people especially like this go. But how many lives has his story impacted? Because I know it's impacted mine. Amen. To see the faith of his wife and to see the faith of... Amen, his father, and see the faith, amen, of those who hung on, amen, for so long. And, and, and just to see that, amen, people's hearts and lives were touched by this young man, by the, by the person that he was, by the way, amen, that he, he interacted with people, the love that he had, and the friendship that he gave to people. Amen. Think about the impact that Brother Kenny Jenks has had throughout his life. As I shared with him last week, we began to talk about that, and I told him, I shared with him how he had impacted my life just in the short time that I've known him. You know, to see a man that is, that is fighting terminal cancer, that can barely walk, that, that barely has the strength to get up out of a chair or out of a bed, make his way on a Sunday morning 
through the doors of this church and, and sit on that pew, amen, there and, and, and be a part of the service. And then, amen, at the beginning there, he would come. He came to the altar every time he was here until it got to the point where he couldn't stand and walk to the front any longer. Think about the, the faithfulness of this man to know that regardless of what he was going through, what he was facing, the cancer that was ravaging his body, that he still had a desire in his heart to come to, come to church and to listen to, amen, the worship and to listen to the preaching, amen, as, as broken sometimes and as messed up as it is. He still had a desire to be here and to be in God's presence. I've been thinking about what impact should that have on my life? You know? When I'm going through stuff and I'm facing things and all these things are coming at me in different ways and I just want to throw my hands up and, 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 and give up. When I just want to, you know, say, God, where are you? I think about a man, a man who had nothing to live for except to live for him and his family and to come to church. And I think about, God, how many times have I said, you know, I just don't know if I feel like really getting in my Bible today. I don't really know if I really feel like praying right now at this moment. Because, God, I just got too many things going on. Think about the impact that man had on countless lives. And he told me, he said, there was people that would come to him, amen, as they would work at the church. And they would do things that people would stop by. And they would mention to him and to others how it blessed their soul to see men like that and women like that at the house of God donating their time to the betterment of the church. You don't know how one act of kindness, one thing you don't even know you're doing intentionally, somebody's watching your life. And you're either making an impact on them for the better or you're making an impact on their life for the worse. May we be men and women of God who will be like Cody, who will be like Brother Jinx. Amen. That, that when, if, if we have somebody, amen, stand over our lives, amen, one day at the end of this road, that they can stand up there and say, you know what? This man, this woman made an impact on my life, made an impact for the kingdom of God. Amen. Stood up, amen, for what's right. Amen. They had courage. They had conviction. They had commitment in their lives to Jesus Christ. I think about Keisha, and y'all don't know Keisha, but man, what a dear soul she was. Met her at a softball field in Baymanette as our daughters were playing softball together. And the first time we met her, and the first time we talked to her and her husband, you could just feel the presence of God in her life. Amen. She had such a sweet personality. She had love, genuine love for God and for people. Amen. And, and we had the opportunity Amen. Invited her to church. She came to church with us, I think, at least twice. Amen. At our church, maybe, maybe three times. Amen. And, and one time she got up and uh, I invited her to come forward and she sang, beautiful voice. Amen. She started singing. And man, uh, did she sing that song that morning or did she sing a different one? Did she sing Waymaker? It was something else. Amen. She sang that song, though, I believe, amen, one time. But she got up and sang that morning. And she began to minister. She preached. I'm going to tell you, she preached that morning. Amen, the power of God, amen, was present, amen, in that church that morning. 
Amen. And, and we had the opportunity to go. They had an all-night prayer meeting. I don't know if you've ever been part of an all-night prayer meeting or not. They had an all-night prayer meeting in their church, and they invited us to come. And Tapta and I went, and uh, I don't know, we, did, we made it to about maybe about 3 o'clock in the morning or something like that. I mean, we, we eventually had to, uh, uh, to leave it with them, amen. But they were still there, amen. And we just, we had an opportunity just to fellowship with her and her family and her church. And, I mean, she's had such a profound impact on my life, amen, to know that, you know, the things that she's gone through in her life and the things that she's faced and go through, and she could do it always with a smile. You know, what an impact. Amen. I want my life to be an impact on somebody. I want the way that I live my life to be a positive influence on somebody's life. I don't, I don't want people to look back and say, man, well, he was, you know, he, he was a good person, I guess. I mean, I, I really don't know. I mean, what do I say about him? I, mean, I want somebody to say, you know what? Uh, I mean, there was a man who lived for God. There was a man that loved God. There was a man that loved his family. There was a man, I mean, that stood up for what's right. There was a man that, I mean, wasn't afraid, amen, to speak, uh, I mean, what God said to speak, amen. And I want the same thing for you that are in here today. Many of you are. You're already there. I mean, but let me encourage you this morning. Keep going. Keep pressing forward. Amen. Think of things in this, in this, in this uh, idea, in this sense. Make an impact. Amen. By living out your Christianity every day. Number two, make an impact by living empowered by the Holy Spirit. Amen. Look at this quote this morning. We are not going to move this world by criticism of it, nor conformity to it, but by the combustion within it of lives ignited by the Spirit of God. How did Paul have this boldness? Where did Silas get this courage? Where did the early apostles and the early Christians get this uh, courage and conviction and, and, and commitment in their lives? They got it in an upper room. They got it in a relationship with Jesus Christ and the Spirit. The Bible says, uh, Jesus told his disciples in Acts chapter number 1, verse number 8, But you shall receive power after that the Holy Ghost has come upon you. Then you'll be witnesses unto me in Jerusalem and Judea and Samaria and into the othermost parts of the earth. What was it that gave Paul and Silas the courage, the strength, and the power to be able to stand in the face of persecution and stand in the face of rejection and, uh, and all the things that they had to face. It was the power of the Holy Spirit in their lives. Amen. You and I will not be world changers without the power and the anointing of the Holy Spirit in our lives. Amen. We are not going to turn the world upside down, amen, with just good deeds. They're great. We need them. They should be part of the church. They're part of the ministries and the gifts of the church. But those things in themselves, in and of themselves, will not turn the world upside down. I said it wrong. Won't turn the upside world back right side up. Amen. What will change men's hearts and lives? I mean, what will change Amen. The world. Amen. What will affect people and impact people's lives, amen, as we come in contact with them, amen, is a true presence of the Holy Spirit in our hearts and in our lives. That's it, and that's all. Amen. 
That's it. Amen. There is no wake. There is no ripple. There is no movement of the waters. Uh, amen. Without the power of the Holy Spirit in our lives, leading us, guiding us, directing us, giving us the words to say, giving us the love in our heart that we should have for our fellow man and our fellow woman. Amen. We need the Holy Spirit in our lives. And let me say this as we're here. You know what else the Holy Spirit will do? I mean, Paul says this. He says it this way. I think it's, if I got the verse right, it's Romans 1, I think it's 17. Forgive me if I'm wrong. He said, I am not ashamed of the gospel of Jesus Christ, for it is the power of God unto salvation to the Jew first and also to the Greek. In other words, Paul says this, I'm not ashamed to share the gospel of Jesus Christ. I'm not ashamed to be called one of his children. I'm not ashamed to be called his follower. I mean, I'm not ashamed to, be, to, to stand up and say, amen, that I stand for the truths of God's word because in that gospel and in that word is power. And it is power, amen, that will change people's lives. Because when you begin to speak, uh, amen, the, the gospel of Jesus Christ, and you begin to share, amen, what God has done for you in your life, it is not no longer, amen, just your words that is leaving your mouth and entering into their ears uh, and being processed uh, in the brain, amen. But there is a spiritual connection. There's a spiritual, amen, thing that is going on in their lives that the Holy Spirit is coming into their life and into their heart and convicting them. To turn from sin and to turn to Jesus Christ. Let me ask you this this morning. If you were to get on an elevator with somebody, amen, for sake of argument this morning, we're going to have to go outside of Pensacola, Florida. Amen. Let's say you were visiting New York City. New York City. And you're going into one of those, I don't know, 80-story buildings or 100, whatever they are. And you're getting in the elevator on the ground floor and you're going to the top. And in steps, amen, an individual onto that elevator along with you. Just you and that person. In the time that it would take to go from the ground floor to whatever floor they're getting off of, could you share the gospel of Jesus Christ? Can you share the gospel of Jesus Christ in less than 60 seconds? I hope you can. If not, we need to practice. Amen? You should be able to tell somebody, look, God loves you. We're all sinners because we've all come short of the glory of God. But God has made a way. I mean, that we don't, have to, we don't have to live as sinners and we don't have to die as sinners. We don't have to go to a place called hell. He sent His Son, Jesus Christ, to die on a cross and He took our place. He was our substitute. He shed his blood that should have been our lives because we're sinners and, and the wages of sin is death. But by his stripes we are healed. And by his resurrection we are justified. And all we have to do is put our faith and trust in him. Believe that he is the savior of the world. Amen. Commit our lives to him. Begin to take up our cross and follow him and we can make it to the place called heaven. Now, if you asked me to do that again, I'd say it completely different. If I was talking to somebody from India, I might say it completely different. If I was talking to somebody from New York City, I'd have to say it really fast because those people move really fast. We're a little slow down here to them. Amen. 
but some of them like our our, our country draw. I mean that. Uh, I mean they, they kind of are, are are into that, and so they they're kind of drawn into it. I mean I might talk to somebody. Amen. Who's uh, Amen? Got a cowboy hat on a little differently than I talk to somebody that's got the leathers on and riding a motorcycle. But in whatever way it is, I'm going to share the gospel of Jesus Christ with them. And if we can't do that, if we can't summarize the gospel of Jesus Christ in just a few minutes, amen, we need to get on our knees and pray and ask God to come into us and give us that ability. We need to study the word of God. We need to, amen, think about those things, amen, because you don't ever know what situation God is going to put you in to witness to somebody. And you may only have a few seconds or a few minutes. I've heard stories and friend of ours who sat next to somebody on an airplane ride. Amen. Just a few minutes of time that they had with them. But God opened the door for them to share the gospel of Jesus Christ with that person. Amen. Are we going to have the courage? We're going to have the conviction? We're going to have the commitment? Amen. To reach out to those people. Amen. And, and, and give them the gospel of Jesus Christ. Amen. When those opportunities come to us. Number three. And I'm done. Point number three is this, make an impact by turning the world right side up. Quote from Morgan says this, organized Christianity which fails to make a disturbance is dead. Come on, I'm glad y'all agree with me this morning. I'm going to say it again because it's short and it's good. Organized Christianity which fails to make a disturbance is dead. If we're not making an impact on the world, then we are not living out our Christianity in the way Christ intended us to do it. The world that we live in today is upside down. It has been turned upside down by sin. It's been turned upside down by Satan. It's been turned upside down by, amen, the, the, the religion, uh, amen, of this world. It's been turned upside down by the prince of the power of the air. It's been turned upside down, amen, by the, 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 the things that uh, our nation has passed laws, amen, and this world has done, amen, that has brought untold evil, amen, into this world and into this planet, uh, amen. It is all because of sin. This world is upside down. And what it needs, amen, is some men and women of Issachar who understand the times uh, and who know what to do, amen, who are not afraid, uh, amen, to make a disturbance uh, and to make an impact in somebody's life, uh, amen, positively, amen, to turn their world back right side up. Amen. May we, as Christians, may we, as Farm Hill Church, be known as men and women of God, who are not afraid to go into a world that is upside down. Amen. You ever been upside you ever hung upside down for a while? Amen. Allie stands on her hands. I mean, she does these handstand things, and she'll do them for, I don't know, minutes at a time. I mean, they do these competitions. Amen, they used to. I mean, I haven't seen them do it much, uh, amen, recently, but they do a handstand, they time it. Who's the last person still standing on their hands? I mean, what happens? I don't know about you, I get dizzy. I get messed up. I mean, blood's rushing to my head, my eyes about to pop out. I mean, I don't know what's going on. I mean, but uh, I, mean, I can't stand there very long. You got to get me back right side up. Understand, the world has been upside down. People's lives are upside down. And they are messed up. 
the, the things of this world has their minds, amen, in a, in a haze, in a fog. I mean, the devil has deceived many of them into believing his lies. Uh, amen. And what they need is somebody to come along because they can't do it themselves and help show them the way to turn their lives back right side up in the way God intended it from the very beginning. Amen. It's about making an impact. Amen. It's about making a change. It's about being, amen, in a positive way. It's about being that guy in the boat with a 200 horse on the back. Just, and letting somebody know who you are. Yes. <laughs> I've heard that argument. Amen. And I thank you for that then. Thank you for going so fast. Amen. Because if not, amen, it, if, if it was any worse than that, amen, that little 14-foot boat would have been sunk in the bottom. <laughs> amen. Let somebody know you're alive. Let somebody know you got some joy in your life. Man, I saw so much joy in Sister Elsie yesterday. I, I, it was unexpected. It really was. It shouldn't have been, but it was. Amen. We walked in there, and like I said earlier, you could almost just see the glow on her face. The glory of God that had given her a peace that passes all understanding. She told the beautiful story of, I think, she, if I remember it correctly, her and Brother Kenny had been married for 63 years, if I, if I understood her correctly. And she told the wonderful story. I know she wouldn't mind sharing it because she told me she had shared it with so many people already. In fact, she said, she, she apologized to her family and said, Y'all are going to have to hear this again. But her and Brother Kenny met at some point in their relationship. I mean, she said, I had, to, I had to share with Brother Kenny that I had this disease. I had this thing going on, and I was going to lose my sight. Eventually, it was, going to, it was dimming, and it was going to get to the point where I was no longer going to be able to see. He says, we begin to get serious and begin to, you know, uh, get into our relationship, she said, I had to let him know. And she said, you know, most, most men, most guys, they just went the other way. Uh, I don't know. She didn't say. How many times was she rejected? She said she told Brother Kenny that, shared with him that, you know, one day, Kenny, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to lose my sight. I'm not going to be able to see. And he, she said, he looked at her and he said, well, that's okay, honey. I can see well enough for the both of us. He was her eyes for so many years. Perhaps she, I mean, because I said Brother Kenny was kind of a quiet guy and did, you know, a man a few words. She was maybe the mouthpiece for the family. But those two were inseparable because of that. Amen. And now, that partner, those eyes, are no longer with her on this side. But she can still have the joy to say, you know what? I know where he's at. She said, I won't bring him back. I can't. We would never bring him back, but I can go where he is. The joy of knowing, amen, that one day... Gravity is going to loose every child of God. And we're going to rise to meet Him in the air. Amen. Before that moment happens, before God calls my number, before the rapture takes place, 
I want to be what God has called me to be. I want to be a world changer. I want to be an impact maker. I want to be a disturbance. I mean, not in a, in a negative way, in a positive way in people's lives to let them know there's a better way than the way they're headed. Amen. And that's the same call that every single one of you that are in here today have as well. Your children, your family, your friends, your coworkers, your classmates, Amen. your volleyball team buddies, your gymnastics team buddies, whoever it may be, God's put in us an indescribable gift. And it's our job to share it. Amen. With somebody make an impact in their lives. Stand with me if you're able to stand this morning. Let me ask you a couple questions. Which category do you fit in this morning? Are you part of those who, amen, are making things happen? Are you part of those this morning who are just satisfied watching other people make things happen? Let me say it this way Are you a spectator? Or are you a participator in what God is doing? God forbid, I don't believe there's anybody in the house of the Lord here this morning, but are there some that are in the category of, I don't know what to do? Let me, let me give you some encouragement this morning. Amen. Whichever one of those that you're in this morning, I mean, God still has something for you today. Amen. He wants you to have that courage. He wants you to have that conviction. He wants you to have that uh, commitment to Him and to the gospel of Jesus Christ. That you could turn this upside down world back right side up. That you could be an impact in somebody's life. That you can, amen, be a disturbance, amen, that'll move the waters of the Holy Spirit, amen, around you. That there'll be a presence of God that other people can feel and know and sense. Amen. Let me ask you this morning do you have that courage? Do you have that boldness? Do you truly have that conviction this morning? Do you truly believe with your whole heart? If you had to lay your life down this morning for the sake of the gospel, could you do it? If the answer to that question is no, then you need to draw closer to him. Do you have that commitment that no matter what happens and what comes and what goes and whatever life throws at you, that you won't falter or fail, that you'll have that faith to stand Amen. Are you making an impact in somebody's life every day? Are you living out your Christianity every day? Amen. Are you filled with the Holy Spirit? Is His presence inside of you? Is He leading you, guiding you, and directing you? Amen. Is the Spirit of God giving you that boldness to turn the world back right side up? Amen. Bow your heads and close your eyes and let's pray together. Dear Heavenly Father, as we end this service this morning, God, we reflect on your word, God, this morning. We thank you for the example that you've given us in your word of men, amen, who understood the times and knew what to do, men who had courage and conviction and commitment in their lives to you. And I pray, God, this morning, God, that, God, that starting with me, God, that you would bring me to the place God, where I've got more of your boldness, more of your courage, more of that conviction, more of that commitment in my life, that I'll draw stronger and closer to you, God. Lord, that when I, God, reach the end of my journey, whatever that may be, I can look back on my life and others can look back on my life and say, he made an impact. 
I don't want somebody to look back on my life and go, well, he just watched other people do things. Or I'm not sure he even knew what to do. God, I want to be in your will, in your plan, in your purpose for my life. And that is my prayer for this church this morning. That every single one of us, God, would look at the examples, God, that we've just given today of Cody and of Brother Kenny and of Keisha. So many others, God, that we could name this morning. God, that lived their lives in a way that made an impact on me. It made an impact on others. God, let us be that this morning. In Jesus' name, amen.